Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Can you believe that it's July? Like, it's July. Like, we're in the month of July. And this shit started in March. And, like, I don't even remember April. And I'm actually pretty sure April, the reason I don't remember April is, like, a legit trauma response. Because of how horrifying it was to live in New York City during April. That's when we hit our peak Um, if you do not remember when all of America was staring at New York City being like, stay where you are. Don't you leave that state? Um, and then it showed later that, uh, actually people leaving the state did cause hotspots in other places, though that's not what's, we are not what started the new hotspots now. Um, and I, I bring it up because, uh. Summer's weird, right? Summer's weird. Summer's hard right now. A lot of us are losing vacations. A lot of us are stuck inside apartments when we would normally be at the beach every weekend or outside day drinking as much as possible. Um, I'm specifically talking about myself and how I, I live my summers. Um, and people are upset, right? It's it's a new transition. It is To the people that are now going through what New Yorkers went through, you are going through, you're going through grief because you are mourning the loss of these plans of, of seeing family, of seeing friends, of losing jobs. And while this loss is more abstract, it's still, it's still a loss. And it's why your grief is so confusing right now, because as my therapist said um, to me after my grandmother passed away. And I've talked about a little bit on the podcast. Um, I had a very complicated, very hard relationship with my grandmother um, to the point that I couldn't even say I love you to her on uh, her deathbed and to the point where she made sure that my mother knew how much she didn't love her on on her literal deathbed. Um, it's complicated, right? So like the more complicated the relationship, the more complicated the grief. And so that's what's happening right now to you. If you are in a state that's now in a major hotspot and you don't have any guidance from your um, your political leaders, governors, mayors, president, anything, um, you are literally dealing with this loss with no map on how to deal with it. So you can, you can look at at New York, if you want to, it was, you can listen to me. It was hard. Um, I, I don't think New York is out of the woods yet. Uh, if you, I don't know if like people that didn't live in New York would see this, but like fucking, uh, Fire Island was a a hot mess this, this holiday weekend with just bodies on top of bodies at the beach and no masks and, it looks like there may have been people that were uh, had tested positive for COVID there. 
but they were feeling better. Um, these people are going to be coming back to New York City now. Um, so as we enter, we are entering phase three, which truly just means that now like tattoo parlors and nail salons and um, uh, spas can open, which oh, please, oh dear God, do not put these workers through this, are open. Uh, and just, it's so... It's so infuri- – what you're going to deal with is like how infuriating it is to see that at the end of the day, your elected officials truly don't care about the people dying or about their constituents. They actually truly just care about the economy because there's reasons why we're opening up. It's not safe to open up right now. It's not. There's no if ands, or buts about it. It's not safe. We've now seen in the summer that – because there was like a theory that the summer um, humidity and temperature would – kill the virus it obviously isn't it obviously doesn't and what's been scary for me watching what's happening in other states is how quickly it's spreading in new york it made sense right it made sense we are on top of each other on top on top on top of each other uh there are more people in new york city than there is in the state of maryland um it's I don't even know how, I think we're like 300 square miles, like the total uh, land coverage. That might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But like that, so of course, of course it got so quickly, so bad when you had elected officials ignoring the truth. We didn't have testing to see how bad, like they they think, they think there was at least 10,000 infected people um, by the time we got our first official COVID um, case, our first quote unquote patient one, that there was actually 10,000 more people. Like, of course, like they're just, they didn't work fast enough. It just, and it just spread and it was awful. And when you have people on top of each other, it seems to be so contagious. And that's another reason why it seems to be so contagious within families. Um, And when your apartments in your city are small, I live in a two bedroom, it's still a small apartment. I mean, I fucking love my apartment. Um, that's not to diss my apartment anyway, but America asked us to sit in our fucking apartments for three months and we did it. We did it. We complained to ourselves. We didn't have these fucking protests at, uh, city halls screaming at people with no masks on. We sat in our apartments and listened to the ambulances 24 seven. And you would listen and you'd be scared and your anxiety would be through the roof and you'd be wondering if you were next, if you went the wrong day to the grocery store that actually there was people around you that were contagious and you didn't know that because we didn't know how well the masks worked yet or or we had no information. We had less information than we do now and we still don't have that much information. Obby. We still don't know what the fuck is going on. Um But we did that under the impression that we were stalling and giving our elected officials time, right, to get their shit together, to get actual plans in action. And we are in July, and there has not even been another stimulus program or check for Americans. You got $1,200. Not everyone got that. It's hilariously horrifying how fucked up our country is, and it's hilariously horrifying to watch people still um, celebrate America and think America's great. We're not. 
um, <laughs> it's so it's so confusing in a lot of ways. Um, my favorite, my favorite are the Trump supporters that also believe that believe how serious COVID is um, and are confused as to why it's uh, why people won't wear masks. And it's like, have you not looked at your fucking president? And then we have these Karens just being such crazy Karens, scary Karens. And we, I, I really think we need to stop calling these these white women Karens when they do this racist shit, when they put uh, black people's lives in their hands and want the police to come knowing full well what, uh, what could happen to these people if the police come. It's crazy to to wield that type of power and be so okay with the possibility that this phone call could cause a death of someone. Like, who the fuck are you? You're not a fucking Karen. You're a fucking awful human human being that should be put in fucking jail for doing something like that. I have so many opinions. I'm so angry this morning. Um, I literally was just telling Aaron, I was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about on this episode. Uh, well, I figured it the fuck out. Um, and I'm not trying to do this to lecture you. I, again, you, you come and use my podcast. That's really, really cool. And I do think part of it is just to have like a personal lens into the nightmare that is living in with coat, like not living with COVID, but like living in a COVID infected nation. Um, I, I wish this on no one. I don't want anyone to get it. I don't want anyone to be stuck with this type of like anxiety and fear I uh so I tell you this and I talk about this so you know it does it does get better when the cases get controlled and contained it gets better I know I like I go outside I take walks now I would have never done that in March or April there's a new kind of sorrow with the death of summer to be honest I think one thing that's helped me kind of deal with all of this has just kind of been like letting go of everything immediately. Like once we weren't able to go to my sister-in-law's baby shower back in like the end of March, I was like, nothing's happening for the rest of the year. Uh, You're not going, you're not traveling, you're not seeing family, you are here for like the rest of the year. And that's helped. So like when holidays have come, I mean, Memorial Day was kind of rough. That was a sad one. just kind of like a gloom was like over the apartment. Um, but it's helped for sure. And it, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Even the protests helped because you got to be around people and see people again. Um, I do think the protests are dying down, which sucks. We went to one uh, on 4th of July, a big one on 4th of July. Are they happening as often as I would like? No, but I do still think people are trying to get out and protest, myself included. Um, Cuomo has yet to cancel rent uh, for people, which is crazy. Housing court is going to open soon. And so it's it's crazy when your elected officials tell you you have to stay inside for the sake of your neighbors and your nation. Yet the very easy way to help people do that would be to to cancel rent so people could stay in their houses. And that's how you know at the end of the day 
that your elected officials do not care about you or your neighbors and constituents. They they don't care. If they would, they would just fucking cancel rent. No one would have to pay rent. No one would have to pay mortgages right now. And it's a very logical step. But money makes America go round. Um, having people tell me it's the nature of the beast to be treated like shit at retail. No, it's, I mean, sure, but it's because we allowed that to happen. It's not okay. The customer is not always right. Um, and that's another thing too that has been surprising for me is like how quickly I got used to not working. I have been taught my whole life that I would get in my own way. The only person that gets in your way is yourself. And that if you work really, really hard, you'll get what you want, right? And so I've been doing that. And a lot of that meant working in retail and working with a lot of customers and like customer service and, and all that shit, right? And it wasn't working. It wasn't the pull yourself up by your bootstraps uh, is the exception and not the rule. And, you know, I think we've been taught, myself included, that like you constantly need to be working. If you're not constantly working, then like what, who are you? What are you? Turns out like a lot, right? There's a lot. I love not doing shit. I love it. Um, I even just said to a friend like this past weekend, like I don't even know what working will even look like when like unemployment runs out and I'm forced to go either back into retail or some type of customer service situation where it's clearly not safe. I don't know. I don't want to, that's for sure. And now to finally have this like freedom, it just kind of shows you again, like how fucked up capitalism is and this like lie we've been told over and over again and this facade of like, of of money, like money's not real. It's like, it's a fuck, like everything else in our fucking lives, it's a fucking construct. (laughs) This is truly just like, like a diary entry or something right now. Like this is, I, this is nothing to do with sex. Oh my God. Me and Aaron had sex yesterday though. And like, we've been not putting on the AC. Um, I don't know why we even bought like a new one. Cause our old one was like really gross. I have liked not using the AC just cause I mean, everyone's kind of inside right now. And like, just, I don't know how possible it is, but I'm afraid of blackouts happening in New York City with the amount of, of uh, things running. So that's part of the reason why I haven't been using it. Um, I can't speak for Aaron. I We were at the Queer March, like oh, I guess it was like a week and a half ago, and um, it was a really hot day. And Aaron was like, I don't even feel hot at all. Like I think it's because we don't put the AC on right now. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Because my first like four four. My first five years in the city, I didn't have AC. Um, you're 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 sticky and you're sweaty all the time, and it also kind of like helps you like get out of your apartment um, to find AC. Um, but the reason I'm telling you this is like, so we had sex yesterday and the AC wasn't on, and just the amount of sweat, just it was just like butt sweat, stomach sweat, like just sweat all over your body. Um, which made it kind of hot, but also like made it disgusting. And I, as I sit on our bed, we really need to clean these sheets. Uh, cause it was just like puddles of water afterward. Um, but I think I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite things about New York in the summer is if you don't live in an apartment with 
like central AC, and a lot of apartments don't have central AC. That means your bathroom doesn't get AC, which means like a lot of times when you go poop, you're just like sweating. And it makes me laugh every time. Since I've lived in the city almost nine years in August, it cracks me up. I find it hilarious. I don't think people would agree with me. I don't know why I find it so funny, but I do. I find it hilarious. It's hard not talking about COVID, even if that's not what my podcast podcast is about. It's so all-encompassing now. The doom scroll is just, I doom scroll right before bed and doom scroll once I wake up. Like, what's happened? What's going on? My parents now live in a hotspot, and people aren't taking it seriously in that hotspot. My parents are taking it seriously, thank God. But I don't get, I just don't get the reasoning about why I'm not wearing one, why it's such a, why it's such a uh, infringement on top of your rights. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Um... But there's no sense of community in New York. Not in New York. There's more of a sense of community in New York than in America. There isn't one in America. And I don't know. I read that we're hitting a point where it won't be able to be contained. There's just too many cases. And that we could very soon reach 100,000 cases a day. And that's scary. I don't remember what our peak was. I think it was like 20,000 cases a day or something like that. Yesterday... It was maybe 700 cases in in New York State, and I think it was like 300 in New York City. We'd also, I watch our stats very closely, and we were on an uptick for positivity rate, but then we went down. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks with um, the Fire Island babes. Hopefully it's okay. Hopefully because they're outside, it's not that bad. I don't know. I'm... I'm just disappointed. I'm dis- I'm disappointed. How can you live through New York in April and and forget how bad it was? It gets this disease gets personal. This virus gets personal. Um young people die. And I get it like your chances are better, but like would you want to? And then like I just I follow a few accounts that like they got COVID and it wasn't for two weeks. It was for like two months. And them explaining like the scariest part was like not knowing if you're going to live. And at some points kind of wishing for death because it would be easier than what this is. You know, I have good friends that have gotten it and it's, it sounds awful. And to know that we know that it's so contagious and yet people are still I mean, are not caring. Like, that's what it comes down to, right? They just don't care. I've never understood that. I think I care too much, which can also be a problem because, you you know, you can't save everyone um, in, like, in a figurative sense. Um, I don't understand how you couldn't have any empathy for for your neighbor or for the essential workers that do not want to be at that grocery store but have to. I can tell you right, like I can tell you right now, no one wants to be at that grocery store. No one. I will never forget. And it's actually one of the reasons why I left. I was on register one of my final days at Trader Joe's, and I, I was just, I was very quiet. When you're ringing up four hundred, five hundred dollar purchases, you one kind of have to concentrate to make sure you're not like double scanning and stuff like that. Just stupid shit. 
But I was just furious that I was here, that I was stuck being here. And, and out of nowhere, the lady goes, and I, I had said nothing. I said literally nothing. She just goes, well, at least you have a job. And I just wanted to scream fuck you in her face because no one chose to be here. No one. No one wanted this at my, at my Trader Joe's. Everyone was miserable. Everyone was scared. And then you have people coming up saying, oh my God, you're so brave. Thank you for your service. Making it sound like you're going to fucking die. Like the implication was, hey, your body goes before mine. And that's actually what did it for me. It wasn't just the lack of hand sanitizer all of a sudden and like hand wipes, hand um, antibacterial wipes. It wasn't the lack of leadership. It was the customers being such pieces of shit to me and not all of them. I had some I had some really nice people. But just there were just some fucking pieces of shit. I had this one woman, I had this one woman who was like, "Where are the frozen meatballs?" and I was like, "They're here." And she's like, "No, those aren't the ones I want. I want the party size." And I was like, "Okay, cool. We don't have them. If they're not out, we don't have them." And she was like, "Why not?" And I was like, "There's a pandemic happening. Sorry we can't get your party size meatballs. Like I get it. There's more in the bag." But you cannot get mad at us when there's literally a pandemic happening. I had one woman there. I think it's changed how they're doing it. But like where my Trader Joe's was, there was multiple points of entry. And so they created a new like shift where you would have to stand by like an elevator and tell people that they can't go down the elevator. They have to go and get in line over here to get into Trader Joe's. And people would get so fucking mad at you it was exhausting and finally this one white older woman was like why are you doing this and I was like I don't know for my fucking safety and then she shut up right like I called her out but like that that was my last week I was like I can't do this anymore I cannot be these fucking people's punching bag because they don't know how to deal with their fucking emotions and they're not in fucking therapy and this is the only person they can take it out on because they can't go anywhere else besides the fucking grocery store like that's what did it for me, for people just being like fucking assholes. And now I care so much about these grocery store workers and these new hotspots. Like, do they have people taking care of them? Are they just now masks are like a bigger deal? Like when I was still there, like we weren't allowed to wear masks. It would make <laughs> these the the heads of Trader Joe's denies this, but from what we were told, it would make people uncomfortable and feel unsafe. Um, that obviously has changed. Now everyone in grocery stores are wearing masks, but like we didn't have to deal with these fucking anti-maskers when I was, when I hit my limit. A fucking Karen at fucking the North Hollywood state, uh, new Trader Joe's and watching those managers and those employees have to deal with such bullshit. And yet they were so patient and so calm because if they overreacted like a lot of our police officers have, they would have lost their jobs because there's more accountability for grocery store employees than our fucking police. I'm talking with my hands a lot right now, which is hilarious because no one can see this. Um, also NYPD, not NYPD. Yeah. The NYPD did not get defunded. Um, the budget is bullshit that we were given. Uh, cannot wait to vote out my representative. She sucks. So there's a lot, there's anger, there's resentment, there's, there's like disappointment happening right now. 
from just from all these different angles. I do believe it will get better. I do not know when that will happen. So if you are in Florida, if you are in South Carolina, Arizona, where all these fucking hotspots are just popping on up, breathe. Make sure you're breathing. Because that's, I think I talked about in the last episode, this is what hurts so much, right? Is like these people that are like, I put on my mask and then I can't breathe. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking anxiety attack, man. And the way to get out of anxiety attack is to slowly breathe and like ground yourself. And you feel like I actually feel bad for them. Like it's a scary feeling, an anxiety attack, a panic attack. It's a very scary feeling. It is not fun. But you still like you just put put on your fucking put on your fucking mask. Like I did it. First few times I went out was really, really hard. I truly thought I was gonna be agoraphobic after this. And look, hey, there's still time. Um just a long, frustrated sigh. I will also say to masturbate. Your libidos are about to get fucked. Um, I think mine, like mine is finally starting to get back to normal. And uh, we've been here three and a half months. Um, I've, but I will say that like, I was like trying to, to masturbate to try to keep my libido high because it's like, it's good for your body. Um, it's a stress reliever. It's good for your immune system. It gets you away from the 24 hour news cycle. It's good for you. Um, masturbate. Like I, like, I'm not joking. Like truly, truly masturbate. It's a mood elevator. It's good for you. I have so many questions about dating right now. I actually have a few friends that like are now like in relationships that started after COVID. And I find this very interesting just because of like the circumstances, right? Like there's a lot, there's a lot going on. It's much harder to date right now. It's, yet at the same time, does it almost make it easier? Because when you're kind of like put in this type of situation, I think you're less likely to like play games. You're less likely to bullshit. It feels more um, direct and like more real. And I do want to have people on to talk about that. I do find that interesting. I promise I promise to have guests on very soon that are more uplifting than me and and talk talk about COVID, but also talk about sex and love and relationships and like what it looks like now. You know, people getting engaged in this, people getting married in this. There is such beautiful moments of like love in this, which is cool. Sometimes this shit brings you closer. There is a weird clarity that comes with this. Like I've, like I've said in the past, I've learned a lot about myself in the past like five, six months because of the headaches and because of, of COVID. There, there are a lot, a lot is going on. You learn what's really important to you and you learn that your job does not make, who, make you who you are. And you get to refind a little bit of your inner child in this shit. You get stronger and more capable of holding people accountable for past transgressions and shit that you would have let slide in the past. You learn how to set harder boundaries. And if those people can't 
deal with those boundaries, like then what does that say about that person in your life? You're forced to like not look away, which has been a very interesting silver lining in this. You can't look away from the numbers of the cases and you can't look away from the deaths and you can't look away from the fact that all these other countries handle it way better than us. And you can't look away of how it affects you. And you can't look away from how you've always felt about yourself in these other past scenarios when it came to having a job and having your friends around all the time and needing that. You can't, you can't look away anymore. I mean, a lot of people did, right? They started baking bread. <laughs> no. And that's, that's not true. I think baking is a very stress relieving activity. Uh, it's not for me. I bake something. Uh, we normally go to Aaron's family's for the 4th of July because there's a big party that happens once a year. And his mom always makes these things called applesauce. It's called applesauce cake and it's great. And I made it um, in the kitchen with no AC on, just sweating my balls off. And it doesn't taste as good as hers. It's still pretty good, but then I'm pretty sure it gave me diarrhea because there's sour cream in it. And I think my body is finally like, you cannot look away from the fact that you can't have sour cream anymore. So now I can't even like have the cake anymore. Now I might still have like a piece. I think I was like eating too much. It's all about moderation. I don't know. Who knows? Um, cream. I don't know about you. Like I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm not because I can still have cheese. I can have ice cream. It doesn't affect me. But like creams fuck me up. Like a even though I just said ice cream, ice cream doesn't fuck me up. But like sour cream will fuck me up. And like I can't have like like vodka sauce because it's like too creamy. There's like something in that that just fucks me up. It's very interesting because I've also like I've taken like lactate and it's like it's like it's doing nothing because you're not lactose intolerant. I also I can't fuck with mil- like straight up milk. I can have milk in things. Milk can be in things, but I can't just have like a glass of milk. I know some of you are judging me right now, but sometimes you just want a black and white cookie with a glass of milk, okay? And it's fucking delicious. And the last two times I did that, I got diarrhea immediately. So I know it was the milk. Watch it have been the black and white cookie and I will cry. It's my favorite fucking cookie in the world. But to get back to my point, yeah, you can't, you can't look away. I mean, don't, don't look away. Maybe you are, maybe you're actively looking away. You don't have to do the work 24-7. It can be like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. But I will say the more that you do the work, the more that you learn. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like I have finally refound myself writing again. And the amount that I'm writing now and like how I'm writing and like at the level, like it doesn't feel forced, doesn't feel fake. Like I haven't written like this since like, I would say like 2013. Um that's cool. I've missed that. It's been hard to get back that you can get back to things. Sometimes growth means going backwards. (laughs) That's not true. Sometimes growth is just realizing parts of you that you miss and you want to bring back and you can do it and you can do it while wearing a mask, while washing your hands repeatedly. I don't know. Again, again, like I'm crazy. I have OCD. So I hand sanitize like my hands like crazy when I'm outside. And I also, I like always wash my hands before I eat. And I don't know if that's too much. Aaron doesn't do that. Aaron hasn't got COVID. So take the advice however you want to, but that's something that I do slash did when it got really bad in New York, just like 
washing your hands. We still wipe down our groceries. Who knows? We were like, does that even do anything? I don't know. We don't know. We still do it. Um, just be, be kind to yourself. You're going to get very frustrated with yourself because you think you're overthinking it and then you think you're underthinking it. And then you're like, oh, should I have even done this? Should I have gone outside? Should I have done this, this, and this? I want you to be kind to yourself. This part is hard. Going up the climb is hard, up the peak. Who knows if we're even close to the peak yet? I don't, I don't fucking know. We don't know. If that means like vegging out and, and sitting in your bed, watching TV for hours, then do that. Take your time. Be careful. I'm giving you a lot of conflicting things you should do. But like, isn't that just like wave? Just like all these conflicts, like 24 seven. I don't know. Disregard, disregard that last statement. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, this journey is going to be like so personal that there is no right way to do it. Aside from the fact of like wearing a fucking mask when you go outside to show people that you respect and care about them. But like what I went through is, and what I'm going through is different than when like Aaron went through and Slash is going through. Different losses, different types of grief, different ways of, of, of getting back to things that they want and need. My, my journey has been different than my producers, than my friends, than, than yours, than the listeners, than the people that are being racist fucks left and right. Like their journey is the wrong journey. But I don't know if that makes sense, but does it make sense? Like aside from taking your health for granted and not wearing a mask and blatantly disregarding other people's health, uh, by not wearing a mask, there is no wrong way to do this, what you're going through. And I don't know if you're like me and you found yourself having a hard time trying to trust your gut again, that's what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to learn how to trust your gut and what to find out what you personally need in this. And no one's a mind reader. No one's going to know. You're not even going to know yourself. So it forces you to actively rally for yourself within and to other people. And I think in the long run, this is going to be a good thing that we've had to do this. I hate the circumstances that God is here, but we can't, we can't erase what mess America is in right now. Like the damage is done, constantly still being done. So again, wear your fucking mask, wash your fucking hands, try not to fucking touch your face, put your toilet seat down when you flush, wash your hands after you poop and pee. Gentlemen, I see you. And just try your best.